today, it's Tuesday, we're here on Sportstars, and that means it's time for this week's edition of The Fair Green, where we talk to a prominent player, past or present, about their career, hopes for the future, and they also get to name the peers that impressed them over their time. Today, we are going to Wexford, and might not be well known, but Wexford were the most consistent team in the country, or definitely one of them, in the late 80s and early 90s, and it had it not been for a certain yeah. Kerry side, they could well have been celebrating multi All-Ireland titles. Our guest this week has an All-Ireland Senior Championship at Club Medal, has played in Crow Park twice and has represented her county with pride and owns the number two All-Star jersey for four consecutive years from 1986 to 1989. Our guest this week is former Wexford Ladies football player Mary Moore Jackman, as she's known now. And first, Mary, welcome to the Fair Green. Hello, Darren. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure. Pleasure is absolutely ours. Mary, uh, when you look back at your career first, before we talk about um, things in general, what memories come to your mind first? Well, I suppose we started off, or most of, say, my twin sister, I was twin sister Kathleen and myself and a lot of our friends, Anna Whitty and all from national school, when we went to vocational school in Adamson, we started playing football with the school team. And from there, I suppose, look, we were very successful in schools competitions and we built a good um, team around us there. And that team, a lot of that team went on to play. We had Mustang Club up through under 16, under 18, eventually onto the senior team. So I reckon that's where it started for me anyway, starting with the secondary schools competitions. And if you mentioned Adamstown Vocational School first, I would have been aware of um, their successes at the time too. It was the starting base, not just for yourself, but for a generation of Wexford players, because we'll touch on the games you were involved in at the moment, but there was teams beforehand, teams afterwards too. There was success at under 16, success at minor, and of course, Dina was up there competing at the top level as adults. Yeah, no, um, underage had a great run in Wexford. I would have a couple of under 16. I definitely have two minor all champions. And I know we went on to play junior then. Junior was a new competition introduced in Wexford. We were the first winners of that at Leinster level. Anyway, and um, then you progressed to, to senior. And um, But like I said, the schools probably was the start. It was um, when we were in school, it was the first year of... Um, the school's competitions, and we'd won our county, which was uh, probably unexpected for Adamstown. We beat the Mercy and Euros, which would have had probably better known county players at the time. So um, we were underdogs and uh, <laughs> beat the Mercy in Wexford Park. It was the first time we'd played in Wexford Park. And um, now, unfortunately, we got beaten in three All-Ireland finals, but uh, look at the time, which was a great achievement to get there. And... Um, we had a right crack sure in school as well, so it made it a bit easier going to school. <laughs> uh, Mary, it, it, because people will look at Wexford, and especially modern day, they always look at Hurley and her Camogie and the success they've had in recent times. But like, there's a strong football tradition in Wexford. We've spoken to many people over the course of our time. What drew you to football, first and foremost? I'm sorry? What drew you to football, first? How did you I, get into playing football? I suppose, look, there weren't, as far as I knew, there weren't a camogie team around. And look, football, so we're all neighbours. We lived in a rural area. And any excuse, birthday parties at Christmas or any excuse, we'd have neighbours to be around. We'd be playing out in the fields. And then um, it was just, we just fell into it, I suppose. There wasn't camogie being played in the schools. And when we went in, that's what we played. And 
that's what we stuck with. Then there was a had previously been a very good football team in Adam Stanley. I wouldn't have known all the players. I think they'd won back in 1980 or something. And uh, the club had been reformed and going again then when we joined up. And um, it was just in the area, I suppose, that's why we played it. I'm going to come to the club first in a moment, especially too, they had a good year at the local championship this year too. But um, if we talk um, about school first, as you were enjoying success on the field of play, was there a feeling among the group that, do you know what, not just we're doing well here, but we could be onto something here with this side? Yeah, oh God, we we really done well. And I suppose um, I remember being asked to play for Wexford underage was a um, county final. I think it was against the presentation school in Tomone, the matches a long time ago. And uh, Pat Quill was, uh, had a lot to do with Wexford. He was president. And Pat asked a few of us that day, would we consider playing on the county teams? And that's where we got going with the county. But the club was, we were playing with the club as well and we had a very successful underage club in Adamstown. And uh, that's where it all started, I suppose. We will be talking about Crow Park, All-Ireland Finals and All-Stars in a bit, but would it be fair to say that probably your sporting highlight was that All-Ireland Senior Club final victory against Bally McCarthy back in 1988? Oh, that was definitely it. That'll never go away from any of us. We had been beaten in uh, the year before we got to Leinster final, which was still a big achievement for the club, and we were very proud of it. And the year after, we probably we knew where we were going the year after. We had more experience, and sure, look, it was a great club, a great uh, achievement for the club, and it brought so much enjoyment to the parish and neighbouring and we all got great cracker which was, was <laughs> it was great fun so it was uh, most certainly too of course when you went into that season 1988 as you mentioned there you've been competing in the Leinster final the previous year and I've no doubt at the start of that campaign um, you would have fancied having a crack at you know trying to compete at the top level as well national too was that the feeling at the start that from your experiences 1987 that when you rolled into 88, there was one target and that was trying to become All-Ireland champions. Yeah, that was definitely it because we came across uh, Ballywick Cabri in the All-Ireland semi-final. They knocked us out. A great team, which I admire and always did. Uh, Michael Ryan was over him, which he was exceptional. And uh, they had great players in Marie Crossy, Bernie Ryan. They had exceptional players. So to be beaten by them in 1987 was didn't we'd pop up a great show against them, but they were a better team. And so we knew what was coming down the track size and we knew we could. We were capable of beating them on any given day if we played to our, our best. And that's what we were hoping for in 1988. And uh, 88. And uh, with Matt Nail was over. Matt is still loves the GA and all. And uh, Matt and Ben McCabe and the late uh, John Jude Dyle and um, we had John Michael Porter originally from Donegal and he was a PE teacher in CBS in Uras and John Michael was a big influence, I think, on us, on um, not fearing anybody and bringing great confidence into the squad for 1988 and uh, it helped, brought us a long way. When you mentioned John Michael Porter too, I think Billy McCabe was part of that management team as well. They were enjoying success in the field of play too in their own playing careers at the time, weren't they? They were indeed, they were very, uh, John Michael was a great soccer player and Benny McKay was played soccer as well, but um, 
they that definitely helped to bring all their knowledge to us as well. And um, the more you knew, the better you were on the field. You had more knowledge playing. On the field of play, of course, the first target was Gehaldi uh, County Championship. And when you, you were going in with the mantle of favourites too, which brings its own pressure. But we start with that then. Clongeen County uh, Final in 1988. Um, Adamstown, uh, true. Um, first, your memories of that game. Do you know how I don't actually remember that game? <laughs> <laughs> Most of our county finals <laughs> were probably against Chandeliers and uh, they were the team to beat in the county. And I don't know what happened that not, I don't know why it wasn't Chandeliers who had beaten Chandeliers previously. And I actually don't remember really that. It might have been played in Bray, all right. And, um, we had won, we were lucky, Adamson, we'd eventually we won six county titles in a row and we'd won seven county leagues. And um, just that that year, I suppose, look, things have to go right for you along the way too. You could actually slip up maybe in a county final. And I think that was even a tight game or some of them were. And um, sometimes you'd be lucky to get out of county. We didn't count our chickens or anything. We knew what was coming at us because every club Wexford was on the... And the rise, ladies' football was really good in Wexford coming up them years and still is like. As you mentioned there, Shell Maliers, and of course, it's only because we started the website too and we've been getting to know more about club uh, football across the country. Of course, that rivalry is back now between Adamstown and Shell Maliers too. And as you mentioned there as well, you remember some famous battles with Shell Maliers over the years. Well, I did. I um... Oh, sure. <laughs> One day you'd be playing against them in club and the next day you'd be playing with them in county. But it was a great way to get to know them too and their style of play. And um, it actually helped you then when you were playing against them in club. But um, they had they had very good players. And now none more so than we had with uh, we had the Bradley sisters, Pauline and Bridget and Bernie and Helen. And there were English sisters, uh, Anne and Kay. And there was a lot of... Families involved around Adamstown area, and that's probably what. Look, sure, most clubs were the same. You were very close then, as well. I was just going to ask there: Would it be like with Chemeliers? Would it be like a healthy rivalry or a fierce rivalry, or how difficult is it at times to put that aside when you um, go put on the county jersey and line out together? No, I, we never had a problem. I definitely didn't. Anyway, we were look, we were good friends at the back of it all because we'd seen so much of each other. Um, but uh, look in particular, Siobhan Dunn. I suppose I I marked her from the day I started <laughs> playing with Adamstown nearly. Um, and you don't be long getting to know someone. But look, there were great footballers which I admired, and uh, that's first and foremost. And Angie Hearn, and they there were great footballers, all the Cullens and all. So I'm sure they respected us as well. It was football first and foremost, and then we we had our our time after. And that was even you mentioned some of those names or Angie Hearn coming to my come to my mind too. Some great players that represented Wexford over the years. County Championship secured. Of course, you went into Leinster then as favourites again after your previous year. Tough battle going through that campaign, but it culminated with victory over the heat from Leash. Yeah, God, they had some great players too, uh, especially Connie Conway now wouldn't have been marking but Connie was playing full forward. I suppose Leash were dominant at that time and even for us to beat them was was a tough match. Like, and uh, they had several players: Kathleen Murphy, Conroy's. Right? There were, 
and I was young at the time. I wouldn't. And Downey was playing the goal, I think, for them. But they they had several mm. players that look. They had quality footballers as well. So we done well actually to beat Leash that year. That was a fascinating one here, but Ann Downey, I wouldn't have known that myself, and we only had Ann on this show uh, a few months back as well. Um, but of course, the job is done, and now into an Ireland semi-final. What was the... Um, you played Tara from London in the semi-final, if I'm correct? Yeah, that's correct. Uh, Darren, we played... Um, we had a home match, obviously, so we played them up in Ratmuir in the GA grounds. We ran out convincing winners that day, and it was great to win. And it, well, we probably had our doubts that look, we probably could have had a tougher match, preparing us better for Ballymacabry. But um, and it was an awful day. I never forget the wind and rain and right near that day. But we sealed the victory. We had a great win over them and enjoyed that success too. But um, sometimes you'd prefer a tougher match leading into an all Ireland final. That's what we thought, honey. It worked out pretty well anyway. Of course, it is, in one way, it was a local rivalry battle too because while different provinces, Ballymacarpery, of course, Waterford right beside Wexford and final played in Callan in County Kilkenny, not probably the home of many All-Ireland finals, but he got back to that crack against Ballymacarpery and of course, as we mentioned earlier on, this was, this was the game you wanted. That was the game we wanted. We'd waited a long time on it and you know why everything... We had a great start and we, the game just went, I suppose, our way. And um, now I know we had to play the game. And I remember that day I was uh, I was playing full back. It was normally always centre-back. And uh, I felt at home with centre-back. I, I knew the area around me all the time. But Kay English, or Kay McCabe, um, was expecting her first baby, Katrina. And Katrina McCabe went on to play for Wexford after. But... Um, <laughs> Yeah, Kay was in sub, so I was centre. I was full back then, and Kathleen, my twin sister, came back centre back, and we had to adjust the team. But I suppose, look, we had we wanted to do it for Kay as well. It wasn't nice missing out on a, an All Ireland club final appearance, and um, we had lots of reasons to win an All Ireland that day, and it it went well for us. It certainly did, and of course, creating history. So I believe it was Wexford's first national football title at adult level since the famous four-in-a-row team back around World War One times. When you look at the game, any moments from the match in particular that stand out? God, I think we were under pressure. I felt it anyway. We thought the game had never finished. We were ahead. <laughs> but um, no, it was a wet and windy day too, as far as I remember. It wasn't very warm, but... Um, no, our forwards seemed to be flying that day. The um, and ready Jackie Cod, Kathleen, my own sister Kathleen Moore. Uh, God, we seem to be on fire up the forwards, and they, they got the scores another day. Maybe you wouldn't, and you'd still be putting in the same amount of work. But um, and our black backs played well. We we're on top, and things went well down on the day, and we got the win. Got the win, got the results as well. What the, you mentioned there a couple of times now, your twin sister Kathleen, who you've lined up with over your career as well. Um, we'll be talking on the Wexford side of things in, in a couple of moments, but to win in All Ireland with your club, but also with your twin sister, like you know, it, it, it's just one of those special feelings I'd imagine that can't be surpassed. No, I look, we had great days with counties well, and Leinster finals and underage Leinster and All Ireland. And, when it comes back to it, it's the club, I think, that everybody remembers where they started playing. And you're probably still with five or six of them girls that 
started with you underage and they're special days because you work so hard and you've trained so hard and things go wrong along the way and it was great to come out the other end and the people then all their parents families everybody around sure they enjoyed the victory as much as what we did and and it was great to have people with us and we enjoyed it as much now as whatever we put into it and Mary, I was just going to ask a question here now because we talked about enjoying the journey as much as getting there as well. I have no doubt the celebrations uh, were amazing after winning an All-Ireland title and creating history that you did. Any stories from those celebrations you're willing to share? <laughs> Not really on air, but look, we had plenty of good nights. The horse and hound, you know, that times times were different, getting sponsorship now and togging us out and we didn't go overboard now, right? but... Jackie Green and Ken Roach would have supplied the the track suits, which were, Jesus, I don't know what they were like, but they wouldn't be available now. <laughs> and, uh, and Brendan Murphy and the Horse and Hound, I'm sure they gave plenty of sponsorship. Now there was plenty of good nights in there as well. And the late John Jude had a pub in Ken Roach and John Jude was involved in the, in the club as well. And uh, we had great nights there. So yes, our celebrations did go on for a good while. And then we would have celebrated uh, the club um, for the 30th year anniversary of winning the club all Ireland. We had a get together and glad to say all the players and mentors were able to attend. And we had it in John Jude's uh, pub in Clonroach. And uh, it was lovely. It was a lovely thing to do after the 30 years to meet and greet. Most of us are probably still local, but still everybody's lives and work and all and just nice to catch up that night and we had a great reunion because when you're playing you probably don't get I know you got a chance to celebrate the success at the time but you don't get a chance as opposed to appreciate the magnitude of the victory but as you mentioned about that that 30th anniversary I was just reading up on that leading up to this interview as well it's not just as it was at a night to catch up with old friends but also I suppose leading up to the night and the night itself gives you a chance to actually properly reflect on your playing career especially at club level yeah, no, it did. And we, um, I suppose we had a copy of the All-Ireland, which back in that day, <laughs> it's a, them times that we were lucky, we got it videoed and um, we gave everybody a CD of the game. And a lot of people probably wouldn't have seen that from, you know, nights after we were in the pub and they would have played the All-Ireland Club final for people. But sure, nobody probably ever watched it properly since. But uh, even that night now, it was great to see. And there were loads of... Um, people that probably would have followed this that came along in the night too. And um, I know we had another night previously, maybe it was another time, and we brought up Michael Ryan um, because we had a lot of clashes with Ballon McCabry and he was there, another reunion we had. So, look, it's nice to keep in touch, but it was lovely to watch the match again and the oohs and ahs, and we still won it to Sweeter nearly that night again. <laughs> <laughs> As you can nearly imagine kicking the ball at the time, even even looking back 30 years later. Yeah. <laughs> There's one thing I, like, what I've loved about the interviews that we've done with players that have played from around your time in the 80s and 90s is we, we, we look at ladies football now and how much it's grown in popularity and exposure and all that, but it's, it's very hard to dig up material from the game, games back when you played and even we Mary Jo Kern on recently we were saying that from Kerry we were saying the same thing so to enjoy that DVD and look back at that All-Ireland success it's 
it's something even more cherished because I've no doubt, Mary, it's very, very difficult to get your hands on copies of the many games that you played. No, it was, and it's a shame because, look, we all forget things and uh, you don't forget winning all Ireland, but there were a lot of matches in between and there were no videos. Maybe sometimes it was all the better, but um, <laughs> I remember when we actually did play, when I was captain in 89 for Wexford against Kerry, we would have done, um, I suppose, look, they were starting to give ladies football coverage at the time, and it was brilliant. And we were the first teams, Kerry and Wexford, to play in the senior team. It was the first All Ireland in Crow Park. I remember, um, I suppose, from going back to the schools, All Ireland, Marty Morrissey had been commentating on our matches back in the day. And I remember I'd speaking to, we were I was speaking to him in Crow Park in '89, and he actually sent me on some clips of what RTE um, done for Dollar in '89. Now I have to get them converted. It's <laughs> still on the VHS tape, <laughs> so I must get them, or maybe I have it done. But I must watch it now again sometime soon. But he was very good, and but his career started back on our schools matches, which is amazing as well. So. Um, he was very helpful, but it is hard to, to get all that information. Look, there wasn't much coverage or videos or anything done of it, so it's well to have what we have, I suppose. Yeah, but as you mentioned there as well, even at the time too, it would be like All-Ireland Final, but you touched on two areas I wanted to go, go to, and I'm going to go to them in a moment because I want to go back to um, underage first. You talked earlier on about breaking into the Wexford uh, side. Was it under 14 or under 16 level you can't uh, start playing with the county first? Under 16. So I started off under 16. Now, uh, I definitely have one all learning under 16. I didn't go back to look, but I know I've won one with them and uh, obviously played minor. I'd say in the same year, we played minor with them as under 18. Yeah, in 1985, I think I played under 16, under 18 and junior um, county and then played schools and all them levels with the club as well. So wasn't at home too much that year. <laughs> so. But the thing is, well, when you were going in there, and I know we touched on it already, is that Wexford were enjoying great success anyway. Like when I look here under 16, uh, 81, 82, 83, and then there was four minor titles, one between 82 and 86 as well. So not just like we were talking about the school, but also when everybody came together at county level, again, that winning habit, that nucleus was there that you were on the cusp of some big achievements. Yeah, I, the winning habit definitely stands here. And um, like I actually do remember some of them minor matches. And it was a good Wexford team because you, you had football was strong enough. So good county finals were whoever came out with probably brought four or five good county players with them. And the same with the runners up. And you, there was a good standard of football in the county. So look, it wasn't surprising that we'd won so much underage. And look, it did transfer through. It's a shame we didn't get more out of it, but it it did go through up to the junior and senior teams. So, but um, no, we won quite a lot, so we were fortunate, I suppose. Talk to me about breaking into the Wexford senior team. I'm assuming 1983 came well too early for an Ireland final well. appearance, but <laughs> you would have been in there before '86 anyway, as you mentioned. Yeah, but I'd say it was. Uh, 85. Um, I don't yeah, it wasn't much sooner than 85 because I came through the schools. And uh, look, it was a big uh, Kathleen and I and Anna, which I suppose came to Adams, and we were probably 
we were the babies on the county team, county senior team at that time. And as we had uh, played with the juniors and they brought us up, which was great. It was an honour to be brought up to the senior team. Um, but it was probably a bit daunting at the same time you were playing with older girls and more experienced girls. And look, that's where you learn your trade too, I suppose. You pick up all the tips from them as well, so... You settled, you settled in quick enough anyway, because the following year you were going to Crow Park. And as you said already, and even when we spoke to Mary Jo Kern too, it was the first All-Ireland Senior Ladies Football Final in Crow Park. And something I have no doubt, Mary, you could never have imagined in your wildest dreams that you get to play an All-Ireland Final in Crow Park. No, God, not at that time. I playing in Adamstown and once in Wexford Park now I'd say or, or twice before that and that was a big deal like getting into Wexford Park to play a county final or anything in it. And in ninety five um or sorry eighty five Wexford or again it was you wouldn't have thought that ladies football was going to end up as an all earned because we would have watched enjoy watching the men's hurling and footballs in Crow Park but you wouldn't ever imagine that you'd get the chance to play in it once or definitely twice. I was very lucky to play in Crow Park and to get the chance to play in it. Like, I was very young. There were a lot of us very young. I suppose it was just, I wasn't 17 or just going 17 when the first time I played in Crow Park. And um, there's so much experience. And the same, I was still in school when I was playing dollar and I was captain. And <laughs> I remember getting me, our Irish teacher, Mrs. Cadigan, to, Right, means just the win speech in case I wanted, but mm. unfortunately I didn't. But anyway, <laughs> look, we were—I was very young and I enjoyed it all, and um, it was—it was great for ladies' football to get into Crow Park. Brilliant for them. And that's what I was saying. I wasn't going to ask you too much about the match in particular because of the way the result went. But uh, as you were just say, I think you've answered the question there as well that you were there too, and it's a—it's uh, an occasion that you never forget. Obviously, it would have been nice. Sweetened if there was a success at the end of it. Yeah, but look, it was a great occasion, and uh, should we try the best? We're a little probably, if anything, behind Kerry in skill, uh, but Kerry were a great team, and their teamwork was superior at that time compared to other teams. I think they were ahead of the the, the rest of us, but um, it was it was brilliant now. And look, they deserve their success. I remember one of the interviews that. Thirty, it's because we kept playing on that sports stadium on a Saturday. I was ooh, mortified looking at it. But look, <laughs> I'd said that. Look, the Kerry men were gone or just gone at that time, and I said, look, Kerry women are going to go next. But unfortunately, we weren't there to take them down. But look, they had a great run. I think they got nine, did it? You know, or nine, did they get nine, the nine in a row, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, look, they were a great team, but. We weren't too bad, but sure, look, we just, it was a small thing, I suppose, between a lot of the teams, but you had to have to carry. They had great players and they were due the the wins. As you mentioned there, Mary, you were captain in 1989. I thought this was absolutely wonderful, as hard as it must have been at the time, too. You pinned a lovely layer to the Kerry team, congratulating them on their success in 1989. And I think it was eight in a row they'd achieved at the time as well. But also giving a reminder that you'd still be there, thereabouts, trying to take the title off them. Yeah, we weren't too far away and um, sure, we weren't good enough on the day, but that's the way it goes. But they were good. They were uh, Mary Jo every time. I suppose she, to me, she was probably the difference. She, they always seemed to have an extra player up in the forwards or up in the backs, but she just had the, 
tremendous skill and she knew she she was a great player and she was skillful and look I hope we provided plenty of entertainment for everyone and we had great days so we had uh, no doubt sure he would have forced some great performances you mentioned Mary Jo Margaret Lawler as well who had to yeah. play one of the games of her life in 89 to the 9 allocation Mary I suppose when you look back is there regret that you never managed to get your hands on the Brendan Martin Cup yeah sure of course we regret it uh, geez, yeah, look we do it again if we had the chance. Uh, look, sometimes it's only an extra player or two. Things could be lined out different and not being critical. But looking back, you'd say, look, there wasn't a whole lot in, especially one dollar. And I think we were within four or five points of them. And um, that was good going like against Kerry. And just slight tweaks and a little bit more experience and... We do. Maybe it had him, but sure, anyway, we don't well. Individually, you weren't forgotten anyway. You've mentioned some of your peers already, but of course, for yourself and Kathleen making all-star teams. Talking about yourself first, four years in a row, you were right cornerback on the all-star team. Yeah, obviously, I, I didn't. Look, four years is, it was an honour to get four years, but I suppose... Look, I was flying with that. I was young, I was flying, I was full of energy, full, no injuries, thank God. Used to suffer with hamstring, but that was the worst of it at the time. And um, got a good run and played with good teams. And look, good teams help you along. If you're on a good team, you'll probably get noticed. And, and Wexford were going well at the time. And uh, it was an honour to get the four All-Stars. And look, I remember going to play them All-Star matches. Um we obviously had to play Kerry every year because Kerry were the All Ireland champions, so you had to travel down to Kerry, and all those things were done at your own expense, which we didn't mind. But it showed our level of dedication and commitment, and also, geez, one particular year you had to make your own way down. I think Kathleen and I, maybe a few of us went together, and if there were there were extra ones on the team, and I remember the engine going in our car, and I said, "Oh Lord, these." And I don't think we got angry for that. Thanks for going down and playing those. <laughs> I just, I look, you didn't mind. That's the things happened them days and you just got on with it. But um, Mick Fitzgerald was brilliant over Kerry and um, we admired him too. We had good crack, especially that you get to know people when you were involved in so many matches. And um, the All-Stars were, were brilliant. They were good crack and, it was nice, but now I know we did beat Kerry. The All-Stars did beat Kerry then. So this was a tribute to the All-Stars as well. You have your Kerry win. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, no, it just, I, was, uh, I, I won't harbour too much of this, but just as you mentioned there as well, because it's become up an issue even still now, is that I know it was a hobby and you enjoyed it, but do you ever kind of look back on it going, it was a very costly hobby as well to be representing your county and say making those trips to Kerry or being involved in the game? Yeah, look, it was costly. And um, look, you wouldn't do anything different. It didn't matter. They were the times there was no money there for, especially ladies football. Probably was, look, it would have been there for the county men's hurling and probably the county men's football, which was, <laughs> there was nothing, there was nothing there for the women footballers. And we paid for all our own buses. You know, you'd give a contribution there every week for the buses and everything had to be paid for. And, Look, at least today, like they're being better looked after and they're being looked after and they're getting gear as well as sure. We don't get gear for an all and final or something. So look, it was appreciated, but there were different times and 
we didn't know any better either, so it's so fine. <laughs> and, and as you say, you enjoyed it, enjoyed it at the time. You just mentioned there when we were talking about the All Stars about um, suffering hamstring injuries at times. But like, was, did you get hit with injuries much, or was like any any effects from your playing career to his afterwards? No, I have a few bent fingers now, all right, putting in the ball when I couldn't be. As <laughs> <laughs> you, you weren't supposed to. Yeah, and you did, you'll take that. <laughs> <laughs> never kicked anyone else now, of course, but you'd have them little fingers and the little pains. Yeah, I'd often, I'd wonder, did girls now, when we're at this age, after years of playing football, do them injuries come back to haunt us? Do you get arthritis out with or you get? Now, look, I suffered with hamstring. Um, I remember, what, I tell you, it was the first year we beat uh, Shamaliers in the county final down in uh, Clongeen. And I went extra time and we didn't play. The club decided not to play. Well, the club was around on the sideline and we didn't play extra time. We knew we'd take them. We we were confident to win the county final, but if we went extra time, we didn't want to be here extra time. We, we mightn't have. And uh, so we decided we'd let them represent Wexford and we'd go and take a, a replay. And I was suffering from hamstring at the time. And look, looking back now, it was probably more than hamstring. I had to have a back operation after that. So it was probably related to the back as much as a hamstring at the time. But sure, there were the times I remember going with Kay McCabe several nights for um, treatment on what was hamstring trouble. And we were going to, I think Frank Warren in Euros, they had horses, so they were treating the horses. <laughs> and it was electrical heat treatment, the pad that you put around your leg, and it's what they done for the horses. And I used it on my hamstrings. <laughs> and it uh, kept me going for county finals anyway, until we got better because, physios, I suppose. Because <laughs> a lot of people, uh, we hear the stories at times, even of our male counterparts too, but they don't realise... It's not just what you do on the training field or on the matches. Sometimes you have to go through the mill just to make sure that you're okay to play. You do. And look, like you say, we didn't have the physio or the treatment that they have now, but we knew what had to be done. And it was local and it worked. And the men probably done had the time too. And um, yeah, kept us going anyway, taking along. <laughs> Going into the 90s, it didn't, you weren't back at the top table again since 1989. Uh, the, was it just the team starting to break up or was it just the results not going Wexford's way or how how did things materialise from there? Um, I suppose teams changed. We'd got success as a zone, downfalls, I suppose. We'd won six in a row county finals and the seven county titles in the league and a lot of us were still young, but once players start dropping off, I suppose it's it's hard to replace them. And at the time it was even hard enough to feed teams at times. And I suppose we'd not been there, done that, but we'd got our success and it was probably easier. The club disbanded in, I don't know, maybe 92, 91, 92. And sure, look, I retired. Probably I wasn't 21 years of age with four All-Stars. Probably got another few years out was. But then at the time you had to go play with your, there were rules you had, would have had to play with your nearest club. And maybe, well, I know you'd have preferred to maybe pick a, a successful successful club if you were going to another team. And it would have been hard to start at the lower or middle place again and work back up. And that's probably why you didn't go on to play another club. And I know at the time we were asked, will we continue to play 
county even. And like we were young, we had great experience and would have brought it on. But look, I personally feel like if I retired, I retired. You couldn't go out and play county if you weren't playing enough club games and mm. you had to be on the scene to keep going. So look, it was disappointing, but we'd been, we'd got great success. And look, the club went again and started up and I'm sure some of the younger ones that were behind us were, were part of that again, but give me a chance to do other things, maybe. So, and say, like uh, as you mentioned, no, no doubt it was very, very difficult at the time. Those decisions that had to be made, especially when you, when so much had happened when you were so young too. Uh, you've, have you any regrets about the decision to retire? Yeah, probably should have kept going for another while. <laughs> Uh, look, there should have been a Wexford should have won an All Ireland senior. Should have we definitely had the players, and it's a shame. If maybe if we had to stick it for another year or two, or because Kerry were gone at that stage. I know Ballam McCabry were there, but I had them standing beating Ballam McCabry, so we would have had the players to be up there, and we did have the players. And there were several clubs, Clongeen, some years there were gory teams, and there were several teams that look. If we had to stay ahead, I'm sure. So great. It's a regret, but sort of it's too late now. <laughs> I know, but look, it's a fantastic memories you've given and, and, and success there. Before we finish up this segment, Mary, I'm well conscious we've gone well over time. Uh, my apologies on that, but I've enjoyed this conversation. Uh, your children have been, and correct me if I'm wrong on this, so your children have kept uh, the involvement uh, going in sport, I'm correct. Emer has played a success with Camogie with Loretto. And am I right, Claude, has been involved in children? Yeah, um, the two girls, I have a boy as well, Claudia and Emer. Claudia would have um, played with the Camogie team. Um, Glyn Barrington is our parish now. And um, they would have always had the Camogie team. So Claudia and Emer played with Camogie and Glyn Barrington. And Claudia would have represented Wexford. She played Camogie and Wexford under 14, under 16 and under 18. And she had been on the senior team up to last year, I think, which, Thought would have got a, a bad eye injury and uh, with Camogie, her went through her helmet, the face guard. But look, she went back after that and played and she had to have a bone graft on her, under her eye and all. But look, them things happen. And I suppose all the years I played football and no protection and escape, but sure, look, you get them shots and <laughs> you just move on too. But uh, yeah, Emer and Claude played with the club and uh, they're both very good equestrians. Well. They've Represented the schools and they've played football and uh, hurling with the Loretto schools as well. So, Claudia probably would have been a footballer, but she picked for the Camogie. So, it's hard to look, time is tough and school commitments are harder than what I had when we were younger. And she's in college now in, in Manus and Nima's in WIT. So, look, school and takes up a lot of time nowadays as well. So, but sport is always good for them. So, they've enjoyed their sport as well. So. It's you, of course, we shouldn't forget Philip as well. Is he involved in sport at the moment? No, he played underage here in the club, but uh, we're farming, so um, Philip would rather the, the farming side of uh, life and he enjoys it. He's only 16, but no, he, he'd prefer to be down farming now, so he would drive in tractors and everything else. <laughs> <laughs> I know all about it too. Um, yeah. Mary, listen, thanks a million for this. It's absolutely fascinating conversation and really, really glad that we did this. Now, we're not getting you go just yet. We have one more quick segment to do, but it's been great to talk about your career, talk about your story, and know that we, we keep an eye on Wexford's current progress and hopefully Wexford can rise again. It's definitely been very, very competitive in the intermediate ranks. 
Before we go, though, Mary, we have a segment here that all players love. It's called Fantastic Four. And this is where you get to pick the two best players that you've played with. And it can be club, county, any criteria you decide. And then the two best players that you've played against. So, Mary, we're going to start with your first pick, the best player that you've played with and why. Okay, well, Siobhan Dunn has to be on top of that list for me from Shell years and would play with me in Wexford. I uh, was looking at the programme for the All-Ireland in 1989 and I remember um, I had to name the best player I admired and it was Siobhan. And um, I suppose from playing on her every day, I knew how good she was. She was talented. She was fast. <laughs> she was clinicking. She had a grey head. And I had to be on top of my game every day to keep her scoreless. And to stop her passes, she was deadly on the pass as well. And Angie Heron or someone was always supporting her. So if it wasn't her scoring, it was Angie Hearn. So um, Siobhan Dunn was definitely my player to I admire the most in Wexford. Yeah. And you, you can't argue. Sorry, yeah, you can't argue that testament as well. When you mentioned it there, it was someone you named back in in 1989, and someone you're still naming now. Yeah. Siobhan Dunn, a great Wexford ambassador, the first pick. Mary, the second player that you played with, and why? Is I don't know. I could pick a good few now, but look, I suppose Angie Hearn was there as well, and. Um, Another Shamrock player. I had our own club players. Anna Whitty was Adam Stan, uh, Pauline Bradley, Annie the Bradleys. Oh, God. But I suppose I'm about to go for my own twin sister, Kathleen Moore. Um, because, look, Annie I done, she was not far behind me, if I say it, and she was as capable. And there's probably not one or one day in Wexford Park, I remember getting injured playing. It was just at the time for a few minutes, I probably got a dead leg or something. I remember going up to the forwards uh, and Kathleen came back to replace me. So I think they were playing Kerry in the National League match in, in Wexford. And we actually beat him that day. And uh, I said, look, if I can do it, Kathleen can do it. And we played great together. And was, we started off, I suppose, with County in midfield. Two of us played midfield. And then she eventually went up to forwards and I went to the backs. And um, look, she's one of the best as well. So... Almost certainly too, and you know that the, the, the twin sister rivalry was there too. But as you mentioned, Kathleen, she went to the forwards and she came back into defence as well. I think one of Kathleen's all stars is the centre back or something. Yeah, <laughs> that was probably the year she came back when I had to go back full back in the club year. So she would have played a few matches for the club in, in the backs that year as well. Um, but she was normally a midfielder or a forward with the county teams. Well, Mary, which you wouldn't have been forgiven if you picked two Chevaliers players anyway, so it's good to make no. sure you have somebody. <laughs> <laughs> so we have Siobhan Dunn and we have Kathleen Moore. Now, Mary, we're going to go for the two best players that you've played against. So the first, the best player that you've played against and why? I suppose Marie Crossy, Ballon McCabry. Um, it has to be Marie because I, I would have marked her as, uh, say, for a lot of county games, I suppose, where I got to know Marie first. Don't probably not under sixteen, but definitely minor. I'd say I would have played her. And uh, Marie always had a couple of inches on me. What am I about five foot four? So Marie had a couple of inches on me, and that was the hardest part of marking her. If I wasn't quick enough to get out in front of her, or <laughs> I was done. But uh, no, I learned a lot from Marie as well. But I always had Marie. Marie, she was a talented footballer, and she made it look so easy. But and our feeling the ball was great and uh, 
Jim Reeves is, 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 a, is, a, is a legend and has been a, re a regular selection of these fantastic fours. Just goes to show how high up she's held by her peers. Yeah, no, and uh, then playing in club matches against them. And no, she was. She was a talented footballer. And uh, I'm sure, sure everyone looked up to her, but <laughs> we all had to play tough against her too, weren't we? So, no, I, yeah, Marie was good. That's where the highest of respect comes when you go to war against these individuals. So, Mary, we have Siobhan Dunn, we have Kathleen Moore, we have Marie Crotty. It's now time for you to include your fantastic four. The second player that you played against and why? That has to be Mary Jo Corn um, of Kerry. I never actually played on Mary Jo. That's probably why I got so much time to admire her. But uh, <laughs> I was. <laughs> Oh, in like I said in the interviewing back then in '89, it was Mary Jo every time. She was a great fielder of the ball. She read the ball so well. It always seemed like she was the extra player. She was just a tremendous footballer, and uh, she was brilliant. Look, I say her difference for Kerry was a lot of brought them a lot of victories. I'm sure because she was so talented, and uh, she made it look so easy as well. So she did. She was absolutely fantastic too. And of course, it was just last week we had the pleasure of talking to her in this show as well. An absolutely great ambassador for the game, just like yourself. Mary Moore from Wexford, I really, really enjoyed this conversation and great catching up on your career at both club and inter-county level. Just to repeat your fantastic four again, Siobhan Dunn, Kathleen Moore, Marie Crotty and Mary Jo Kern. We've really, really enjoyed talking to Mary. Thanks again for joining us here on The Fair Green. And with that, that's it. Thank you very much, Darren. Been a pleasure.